This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Hey, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Once again, I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, and I would like for you to uh, visit one of our sponsors, RB Car Company. Go to rbcarcompany.com if you're looking for a used vehicle. Check them out. They're a great company, good group of people over there, and I highly recommend them, rbcarcompany.com. All right, I'm going to take a look at something here. So was it this week or was it last week that I told you about Microsoft? Microsoft is launching a new plan and this new plan for Microsoft is going to track your kid at school, right? You're going to get a QR code. Uh, you're going to have to prove that you don't have COVID. You, you got to go through this whole process every single day. They're going to issue you a, you a new unique QR code every day. And that is either going to open or lock you out of your school, right? And they're going to track your kids and do a bunch of other stuff with it as well. So a lot of you were real upset by that. Well, Microsoft is doing something far more nefarious than that. If you are listening to this show on a mobile device on your computer, you're in you're you're going to want to really pay attention to this. I mean, everybody has a computer anyway, right? And I'm assuming that pretty much anything that has a processor in it is going to be labeled as a computer here. Now, here's where things get quite scary. This is dystopian movie stuff, ready? Microsoft has teamed up with a number of tech and media companies, already a problem. Don't even have to say anything else, already a problem. To create a system for tracing content around the internet, which could destroy online privacy and anonymity and radically transform the nature of the web. Now. You all thought that Microsoft was kind of going in the back burner. Really, Microsoft is just doing this whole, hey, we're just going to learn how to be super evil here. So Microsoft has got this separate thing with QR coding your kids, tracking your kids, permitting them to go into and not go into certain buildings based on this daily algorithm that they put together. But Microsoft has also now teamed up with a bunch of other tech and media companies to trace content all over the internet. Now, we're gonna tell you what some of the implications are of this are in, in just a minute. I say we, but it's really me. Against stiff competition, the Alliance of Tech and Media Giants has devised a plan that may constitute big tech's most brazen power grab yet. According to Microsoft's press release, it has partnered with several other organizations to form, write this down, the Coalition for Content, Provenance, and Authenticity, or C2, the number two, PA. C2PA. Write this down. You need to create an alert every time there's an article published about this group. You need to be aware of it. Casey, what's an alert? Ask your kids. Put simply, the purpose of this organization is to devise a system whereby all content on the internet can be traced back to its author. Exactly. Think of this as a fingerprint for your computers. So when you post something, and let's say you're on a website that, oh, I don't know, 
values your privacy. And so they only have your username and what, however you register, which could be throwaway accounts and you're protecting your ID, trying to use VPNs and stuff like that to protect yourself. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, none of that matters because your computer has now got a fingerprint and everything you post leads back to you directly. The press release states that it will develop these specifications for common asset types and formats, meaning videos, documents, audio, and pictures. Whether it's a meme, an audio remix, or a written article, the goal is to ensure that when content reaches the internet, it will come attached with a set of signals allowing its provenance, meaning authorship, to be detected. Considering the companies that have signed on to this initiative, according to Breitbart, leading the pack is Microsoft, which operates Word, Paint, Notepad, Edge, and the Office suites. If you create a doc, a dot doc, or a JPEG, a Microsoft service is probably involved in some capacity. Then there is, you might have heard of this little company, Adobe. The company behind Photoshop, Illustrator, Acrobat, Premiere Pro, as well as several other market-leading applications for publishing photos, videos, and documents. They also um, have stuff that makes websites, too. There's also TruePic, a company that has developed technology to track the provenance of photos from the very moment they are captured on a smartphone. We're going to get to a point where turning your location services off, not going to mean anything. Hiding your metadata, not going to mean anything. Finally, this other little company you might have heard of, Intel, which of course dominates the market in laptop and desktop CPUs, your processors. The CPU is responsible for processing virtually all information on computers. Whether you're typing a sentence or taking a screenshot, it is the CPU that is processing that data. Okay, I know that most of you know that, but I'm just reading it for the, the benefit of those who don't. Accessing the CPU is the ultimate form of digital surveillance. Even if you're disconnected from the internet, the CPU still sees what your computer is doing. Now, Breitbart writes, the combination of these forces creates the potential to track and de-anonymize information from the moment it is created on a computer. Signals could be attached to information to ensure that it is censored and suppressed wherever it travels online. Even if someone else is sharing the information, it could be suppressed simply because of its point of origin. And of course, the signals could be used to identify the creators of dissident content. Hmm. Uh, for the record, you need to read this. You need to get very comfortable with Project Origin. You need to get very comfortable with, uh, what is the acronym here? The C2PA. You need to understand these groups. Now, I realize that a lot of you in this audience right now are not real tech savvy. I get this a lot. I, I, I understand that. I understand that most of my audiences, that's just not your world, okay? I, I appreciate that, um, but you have to start becoming so. You have to. Now, I want you to just, I'm going to run through a really simple, basic scenario here, okay? Just basic scenario. 
let's say you, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's unlikely this would ever happen, but you get um, banned from Facebook. All right. Well, what a lot of people do is they just create another account with another email. Then they're back on Facebook. You won't be able to do that now. So when you get banned, you get censored, whatever, it's, it's across the spectrum. Now, what if, okay, what if Project Origin and C2PA create a database? What if they create a database and then they start partnering with, oh, I don't know, Google, Facebook, Twitter. Of course, Google encompasses YouTube and everything else. Now, the C2PA sends the information of the individual that they deem as a concern because of whatever you wrote or whatever video you made or whatever podcast you recorded, they deem you a problem. You now go into a database. So even if you're only banned from one platform and you want to go to another platform, well, now there's been an agreement between all of these companies and more. I'm just using social media as an example because that's what's happening right now. They sign a contract with all of these companies, kind of like they do with fact-checking services. Like, hey, we're all going to get together and use like one fact-checking outfit. Now, what if they start using the C2PA database to regulate who can and cannot access their platforms? You got banned on one platform. You go into the database. You can't join any platform. You're blacklisted. Casinos in Vegas used to do this. I guess they technically still do. You get banned from one casino, you get blacklisted. You're not allowed in any other casino, period. It's usually because you got caught cheating. And that is, at the very least, that is the most minimal amount of damage that could happen with this. You want to have a web presence where you're an anonymous user? You just want to have a funny username and post memes and things like that. And then one time, maybe you get a little bit political. Next thing you know, you're doxxed. Everybody knows who you are. We all know about doxing and swatting. We've talked about this quite a bit. Well, if you wanted to remain anonymous, and some people have to do this because of their careers, they have to have a a completely anonymous social media presence. Like famous people have social media that isn't them. And it's just for their family, it's just for their friends, that sort of thing. All right, what happens if that individual, which is maybe they're somebody of note, but nobody knows that. They don't have a lot of followers, they're just there for their family and friends, but they do post something. And the algorithm figures out who it is. Next thing you know, the algorithm is like, hey, this is this super famous individual hiding who they really are and posting this horrendously awful stuff that society now deems to be horrendously offensive. Oh, I don't know, like a Dr. Seuss book. You know, a lot of celebrities have read Dr. Seuss books. Obama said everything that you need to know. When he's talking to kids, President Obama said everything you need to know is in a Dr. Seuss book. Now Dr. Seuss books are racist and you're not allowed to have them. So what happens at some point, maybe you had a channel reading stories to kids or something like that, and you read a Dr. Seuss book. Ah, he read an offensive racist com- uh, uh, book. He's not allowed to have any kind of social media presence ever. This is the type of stuff that China does. And I'm telling you right now, this is just the bare minimum of damage. 
Now, there's already problems with what happened in the last stimulus bill with 3D printing and, and files and copyright and that sort of thing. This just goes the extra mile with that. You have got to pay attention to this stuff. If it's not in your wheelhouse, if it's not something that you really understand, find somebody who can help you understand it quick. A lot of people over the years, as I've talked about 1984, I know everybody's on the bandwagon now, but we were doing it first. As we were talking about 1984, and for all of the years that Minority Report, and for all of the years that The Net were all major parts of this show, even Demolition Man to a lesser extent, and The Siege to a lesser extent, all those things we have talked about. Because every now and then something creeps up where the plot of those movies, yeah, I probably need to pay attention to. I actually think they need to remake the movie The Net. They, they have to. Because back then it was true, but now, I mean, everybody would believe it. Back then, nobody thought it was possible. I was watching and going, yeah, that's, that can happen. We, you need to go watch those things. Just I know they're, some of them are old. They're good movies, but some of them are old. Um, and there's going to be outdated technology in them. But pay attention to how quickly this stuff can be turned on somebody. Look at how people's lives have been ruined just by the ability that they have now. Can you imagine them having universal ability to erase you? To trace any content to you? You're a 3D printer and you're trying to duplicate a file on a piece of furniture in your house. So you reverse engineer it because it broke and you can't find it for sale anywhere. And then you upload the file to, you know, Thingiverse or something like that. And then all of a sudden, the company gets a notification that you're taking a part for them that they don't even manufacture anymore, but they want to sue you anyway. And they know exactly who you are. That all can happen now. I'm telling you, folks. You've got to pay very close attention to this stuff. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Oh, did you think that I was done with this? No, I'm not done with this. We're just starting. We're just, I told you it was the bare minimum awfulness. We're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we got more. We have more on what's happening with these processors and stuff. My eight-year-old doesn't understand that I don't want to be bothered during work. I got to tell you about uh, Warren Chiropractic and was there today. We've got a whole bunch of stuff done today. They also took uh, the second series of x-rays on my neck to see how things are working out. And uh, actually ran into some listeners today as well. So that was cool meeting some listeners and, and hanging out with them while I was at Warren Chiropractic. And I said, feel free. If you know that I'm there, feel free to come up and say hi. I don't have a problem with that. Um, they're doing a whole bunch of things on, on me that would probably seem a little unconventional to a lot of people. We affectionately refer to them as torture devices. They're really not that bad. Uh, but they're designed to train my spine to go in the opposite direction that it's going now, which is the wrong direction. And so we are doing these traction things. What we've noticed here over the past month or so that I've been doing this two or three times a week my flexibility is much better. Uh, the pain that I usually have in certain parts of my body is very, very much subsided, which is great. Um, and that flexibility obviously helps in your daily life and it helps you not, not you know, struggle with, with you know, 
basic things that we're pulling muscles and things like that. Um, but we've noticed that my movement in my spine has dramatically improved, which is obviously good for your health. And they said, you know, the pain's better. I still have a long way to go. I just started this. But initially, from this first month or so at Warren Chiropractic, after years of all of you and my coworkers telling me to go to Warren Chiropractic, uh, things have improved pretty dramatically. And so I'm going to be continuing to go there. I hope that if you're dealing with any kind of a pain issue or you're dealing with any kind of a spinal issue that you will consider going there as well, because it's not just your typical chiropractic office where you go in, they have a table, somebody twists you, makes you pop, and then kicks you out of the office. They've got a bunch of equipment that you've probably never seen before that is designed to actually correct the problem with muscles, with ligaments and all of that stuff. They even have me doing weird yoga stuff in there too. So you can come in and look at my butt if you really want to. But as embarrassing as that is, it works. And it has had a dramatic improvement over the past month. And they have new patient specials right now at warrenchiro.com. Warrenchiro.com. If you go into Warren Chiropractic and you set up an appointment, make sure you let them know that I sent you warrenchiro.com for new patient specials and to set up an appointment. And again, please let them know that I sent you. Okay, well, we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. I only have like a minute, but in Microsoft's press release, they did indicate that these, these might not actually be the full goals here. They have said, they have said their goal in this whole policy of putting this fingerprint on your computers is to stop the spread of, and I quote, disinformation. Hmm. I wonder what disinformation Microsoft and this group of tech giants might not want you to spread. More coming up, 95.3 MNC. Tuning in, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I'm going to apologize that I am tardy getting to this. Um, it's, you know, it, it's an ongoing thing. It's not like it was like super timely to do it, uh, but this got announced in, in January. It kind of came up again a little bit in February, and then there was an article about it. Uh, last week, which is what reminded me, oh yeah, I haven't talked about the Elkhart school referendum again. So uh, Elkhart previously tried to pass a massive, massive tax hike on Elkhart residents while trying to tell you that it wasn't a massive tax hike, but it, but it was absolutely massive tax hike. It went from 14 cents to 58 cents, the whole thing. Um, anyways, overwhelmingly rejected. And I told you they were going to come back again. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. So this is from the local rag, excuse me, paper. Uh, those involved in the effort to pass a property tax hike for Elkhart Community Schools know that it isn't the best time to ask residents to volunteer to pay more. Sure, sure they know that. Sure they do. It wasn't the last time either, but I digress. In the midst of the pandemic, many people are out of work or underemployed, even in the regular, in the greater Elkhart area. I like how they threw that in there, even in the greater Elkhart area which has rebounded rapidly from coronavirus-induced recession, thanks largely to a surge in demand for RVs, boats, and other products made in the area. Well, yeah, a lot of people just decided they're going to take their RV and they're going to 
going to go travel with it. Though RV companies and their suppliers are doing well, the pandemic is still having an enormous impact on restaurants, hotels, and other small businesses, some of which have closed over the past several months. Yes, we know that. But school officials say that more money is desperately needed. Okay. There's a lot of money that you guys didn't even have to spend this year. This has been a question that has been floating around quite a bit. The school districts, and, and there's actually some people in, in the House of Representatives that are bringing this up too. The school districts around the country um, almost universally paid less than they normally do this year, right? So they had less expenditures. Not the case for all of them, but there's a lot of people wondering, what's happening with that money? Is there a refund? Does that carry over? What happens? Do they have to spend it? You know, that sort of people are asking that question. I haven't looked at the uh, ECS finances on this, but there's a lot of people are asking that question even in Congress because most school districts around the country have not had the normal expenses that they that they would normally incur. And they've actually been able to save money this year, even with getting e-learning upgrades and that sort of stuff. So school officials say that more money is desperately needed to attract and retain teachers amid a national shortage that's been felt in the Michigan area too. Now, I realize that I'm going to be saying a lot of the same things that I said the last time around. In fact, in the Daily Show prep, I am including one of the shows where I broke down the previous the previous uh, attempt to raise your taxes, okay? So I'm gonna include that if you wanna go back and listen to that podcast for, for some of the stuff. Obviously, it's a little different, but you know, nothing wrong, nothing wrong with you actually taking a look at, you know, comparing the last time they asked for a tax hike to the current time that they're asking for a tax hike. This is an important issue for our community, says Johnson, who spent about 25 years working in the school system, which doesn't mean anything. Uh, Chamber board and the education council have not had a chance to hear from the school system or officials, but I am confident it will be discussed. Okay. So again, we've got the uh, the school board. They've approved the placement for the referendum on the ballot for May 4th. It would ask property owners in the district to pay 38 and a half cents per $100 valuation on their property taxes beginning in 2022. Hashtag told you. Go back to the last referendum. Yeah, we're going to go from was it 14 or 15 cents to 58 cents. And I'm like, watch, the next time they're going to come back, it's going to be a little bit less than that. And they're going to go, you're getting a deal, right? Ta-da! 38 and a half cents, less than 58 cents. So that's where we're at, okay? If it is successful, the proposal would cost the owner of a $122,100 home, about $181.39 in additional property taxes each year. But school officials point out that the actual increase would amount to $119.43 per year since about a third of the total request or 13.5 cents per $100 is the continuation of the 2014 referendum that has been used to support the district's transportation needs. Uh-huh. You get where the math gets kind of interesting? <laughs> they, they love this. I will say, I've said it before, I will say it again. Referendums are designed to be confusing so you, the voter, can't understand them. That is what it's designed for. You're getting a deal because it's not 58 cents, it's only 38.5 cents, but wait, there's more. We're still keeping the old 
0.15 cents per $100, and we're just adding this to it. See, it's really not a big deal. Yeah. That referendum is set to expire this year, so failure of the May ballot issue would not only mean a loss of extra money for teacher salaries and benefits, but also transportation problems for the district in 2022, according to Steve Thalheimer, the superintendent. Uh, district's one-mile walk zone would be expanded and field trips would be reduced, among other things, he said. Oh, poor babies. All right, so here's the thing. And I say this as a parent with a kid who is in the system and has amazing teachers and is in a really good school. Um, I know that I'm rough on the ECS, but by and large, the district has major, major problems, okay? There are bright spots, as there are with any school district, but the 13 and a half cent one, they want to just continue that, okay? They just want to continue that with this 38.5 on top of it, and of course, they're, they're basically they're tying it in with the expiration of this 13.15, so if it doesn't pass, you also lose the 13.15. So they're now going to make the argument, you're actually going to defund the schools if you don't vote for increasing the funding of the schools. So get it? We've gone through, what, three or four math hoops here? It's all designed to confuse people. Referendum would generate about $15.25 million a year for the district for eight years. Of that total, about $4.9 million would go to maintain transportation, but the remaining two-thirds would be used to boost pay and reduce out-of-pocket health care costs for all employees. Well, why do they get a reduced out-of-pocket health care benefit? I mean, that would be nice for everybody. Um, you know, you wouldn't have that problem if Obamacare didn't get pushed by the same people pushing this nonsense. I'm just saying. They would have already had less out-of-pocket costs. The timing's a little unfortunate, Dahlheimer said, a uh, referendum in the midst of a pandemic, but we have no choice with transportation since it is expiring and we have to do something to stabilize our personnel issues. Well, I mean, the timing is unfortunate, but remember, they tried to do this a couple of years ago and failed. So the, the timing is only unfortunate because they didn't get the much the much higher hike that they were trying to get the last time around. Uh, still a couple more things on this I want to touch on, so we'll get to that here coming up on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Anderson. Got to tell you about FanDuel Sportsbook. I know that a lot of you love to bet on basketball. FanDuel has these amazing new player props, uh, game props, all of this stuff. You can combine all of these props with other bets in the same game parlay, and you actually get an opportunity to get an even bigger payout. So sometimes a really small bet can get you a really big payout when you start combining all of these things with same game parlay bet only on FanDuel. So you got a money line, you've got a point spread. See so what else do we have here? We got uh, first basket score, so you can bet on who's going to score the first points. Total player points, player rebounds, player assists, three pointers, steals, blocks. You get the idea. You can bet on anything. That's the great thing. So if you are particularly smart with your players and how you're doing that, you can actually form your 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 betting all around one player. So if you know a player usually dominates a team that they play against, this is a great option for you. And Nikola Jocic, like I said, you know, he's, he's been amazing this, uh, this past year. So pay attention to him, too. You can make a lot of money off of this guy. And right now, okay, right now, FanDuel is getting new and existing users $25 in site credit back each day 
if your parlay falls one leg short with same game parlay insurance. So that's each day. You get $25 back every day in site credit. Now, to get FanDuel, all you got to do is download the app. Okay, you download the app, you sign up, use my promo code KC at sign up. That's C A S E Y, FanDuel Sportsbook promo code KC to get going. 21 and over and present in Indiana. Refund issued is non-withdrawable site credit. That expires in seven days. Max refund is $25. Terms apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. And if you have a gambling problem, please get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All righty. Elkhart Schools. <clears throat> yeah, people are asking about the new building. Uh, there's always a building issue with Elkhart. There's always... Elkhart Schools love spending money on buildings. Anyway... So back to the article from the local rack, excuse me, paper. Uh, starting pay for teachers in the district is a couple of thousand dollars less a year than most of its neighbors. And that disparity has led to a high turnover rate among teachers, especially younger members of the faculty, according to the ECS superintendent. We've had about 40% teacher turnover rate in the past four years. That says the pay disparity also impacts other jobs in the district from paraprofessionals to cafeteria workers. We have dozens of unfilled positions throughout the district. Now, look, um, I have always advocated for a merit system. If you ask me, the the two teachers that my daughter has been blessed with uh, in, in Elkhart should be paid more than a lot of the other teachers, in my opinion, okay? Uh, there's a lot of you who've reached out to me and given me examples of really bad teachers in Elkhart, right? And I know that my day is coming. I know it. I was lucky in my school career that I didn't have a bad teacher until sixth grade. And it just so happens that the teacher in sixth grade, Mrs. Horton, happened to be one of the worst human beings in the history of bad human beings in education. So you went from having a very pleasant educational experience to having a nightmare scenario. I didn't even get eased into it with like just some teachers that were disconnected or anything. So I know my time's coming. Uh, but again, a political action committee called Stronger Elkhart has been formed to promote the referendum. It already has set up a website, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you got Dave Hinkie. Uh, Dave Hinkie, of course, local politician. Recession has created even greater disparity. They want us to always spend more for the product, but there has been no improvement in the product. Exactly. Kind of hard to argue against against uh, the councilman. Uh, he's in what district is he in? Uh, he's in the third district. Okay. So Dave David Hinkie has he actually wrote a piece in um, in the Elkhart rag. I mean Elkhart paper that was a really good opposition to the school referendum. I encourage you to read it uh, if you're able to. And because they always, they charge you to read their articles, which of course is not something that most people want to do because it's not worth it, but hey, I digress. But you can also reach out to him and just ask him about it too, because he would be happy to share that information with you. So there's always this thing where we're not very good at what we do because we need more money, but you're supposed to get more money when you do good. And so there's always going to be that argument. So pay attention. This is going to be a big political fight. More coming up.